It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. You want me to get you on the on the day, right? On your birthday, you gotta you gotta remind me of the day. Dude, I remind you all of the time. And one more. All of the time. I've told you so many times. I know it's in June. <laughs> Good. And I know it hasn't happened That's yet. That's one out of twelve. I know it hasn't happened yet. Good. I'm glad. Today's what, the twenty second? Today is the twenty second. You So I'm I'm so far I'm nine out of twenty two. Yep. Pretty much. I think that I thought no. What that's... do you mean? What was that fraction? What is yeah. nine out of twenty two? I got mean? I have nine more opportunities to get it right. So it could either be there are thirty days in June. So really eight. Unless today is secretly my birthday. Christian, today is not your birthday, right? Dude, how bad would you feel? We've been hanging out for about two hours now. And if it was my birthday this entire time, let's say I took off the notification on Facebook that notifies I'm everyone. On, I'm not on Facebook anymore. Okay, so then there's no matter. way you would actually know unless you remembered from the past decade. I know it's not today. It's so easy to remember, dude. It's so, let me, let me, okay. It, I'm just going to tell you. Or do you want to keep guessing? Do you want to play this guessing game? No. Because we've done this before, and you get it wrong all the time. Your memory retention, you remember weird history I remember facts. important things. Fuck you, dude. I remember don't your birthday. Per- don't take it personally. It's not, like, it's not like you're the only birthday I don't remember. Dude, I'm already planning what I'm going to get you for your birthday. Maybe That's I should adorable. just not. Maybe I have something for you, too, and I just want to make sure I give it to you on the right day. Do you no, ever think about that? I can tell by your micro expressions that you don't know. Well, you're being a real cook right now because you'll never guess what came in the mail today. Oh, you, look at you. Mm-hmm. You look like a bobblehead, and that's how I know you're trying to cover something up. Well, June 30th, man. Aren't you going to be eating? Your, okay, thank you. Aren't you going to be eating your words when I send you a picture of the box I have at home? It's going to be a random box. No way, bro. <laughs> from, like, Amazon. And you're like, I got to put tape box back on China. here. A China box? (laughs) Like a Chinese takeout box? You'll never guess what I got you. ramen for lunch, bro. You think ramen comes in a Chinese takeout box? You have some issues, man. (laughs) Ramen is a Japanese delicacy, not a Chinese delicacy. You're talking about chow mein. You can put put ramen noodles in a box. You can put it in a bag. You could put it in a cup. And it's not up to me to tell you how to do it. In fact, this is America. If you want to put your ramen in your pockets, you can. Don't don't steer away from the subject. That no, way. no, no, Christian. Now you got me on my soapbox. You're talking about ramen locations now. <laughs> that makes no sense. The only time I've ever heard of food in pockets is Napoleon Dynamite. I actually, I, I, I've. You put tots in your pocket. I before? put not tots, but one time recently I went to a party. Actually, this is recent. Right before the whole coronavirus thing happened. Okay. I had gone to a party and they had like uh, Chipotle catered so there was like you know build your own tacos and burritos and shit like that okay and as soon as i saw them put the food out, i was like i gotta get my food first before all these sickos cover it with germs that's what you were thinking about so i made a whole bunch of tacos like five tacos and a burrito and then filled my pockets with tortilla chips and then uh, you're wild dude ate all the food and then like as, as the hours passed we were sitting hanging out and i just reached in my pocket and eat some chips and people were like where, where'd you get the <laughs> we've been out of chips for hours I'm like no they've been out of chips for hours you know who does that Hobos. Hobos keep <laughs> chips in their pockets. That's a hobo no, thing, it's a pre- dude. it's a preparation thing. One, it was smart of me for me to prepare, knowing that the disease was going around, because that's all, like, out, you know, nobody does catering food anymore. Uh-huh. Um, and also, like, I was preparing. <laughs> preparing for the worst. Preparing, preparing for, for the worst. worst. Yeah. Putting food in your Hope pockets. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, thank you. Is this a TED Talk? Uh, it can be. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast, also known as It Can't Be That Bad. And I was just taking a delicious sip from my new mug that I found. It says, gives no fucks. If you gave this to me as a gift, please let me know. You're horrible. I don't know where I got this from. How do you not I remember I don't know gifts? how I came into owning this. My mother makes me remember who gives me gifts. I just told you, I don't remember even birthdays of my best friend, June... 30th. I just told you this. And I was right. All right, I'm going to give you a little hack. So You're my, a hack, bitch. Don't call me shit, okay? I'm learning. I said I'm going to give you a little oh. hack. Oh, sorry. My headphones aren't working. Though. Holy crap. No, they're working. They're bumped up, my friend. That's so, it's too loud. My ears. Ow. Shut the fuck up, dude, and drink from your cup, you, you, you dick. I drink your milkshake. Um, <laughs> It brings all the boys to the yard. So basically what I was going to say was my favorite number is three. 
My first name starts with Wait. the letter. What? <laughs> no, let's hear me out. Hang on. <laughs> Did you take and that cracker yes, out of your mouth? Yes, because because in order for me to memorize your birthday, I have to also know your favorite number. I'm saying What's I'm giving you a number? hack. Uh, seven because of James Bond. 007. No, bro. It's either forty three or six six six. Uh, because <laughs> they're punk rock. That's why. Hey, I had a good guess though. At least my guess. And wouldn't my wouldn't my favorite number then be double oh seven? It would be zero zero seven. No, that doesn't count because <laughs> in in the realm of math, if the zeros come before the number without a a decimal in front of it all, your point. It means that okay. My favorite number is three. My first letter starts with the letter C, which is the third letter in the alphabet. My okay. birthday is in June, which is the sixth month, which is divisible by the number three. My birthday also lands on the 30th day of June. 30 divided by 3 is 10. Why not just 1993. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I will never forget. Thank you. Yeah, now that we've had this talk, which Honestly, I'm sure is giving you a headache. No, you know what it is, and I'll be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Now that I have that hack, I'll never forget your birthday. I hope so. And I'm going to break it down like that, like some sort of... Rain Man mm-hmm. trying to figure out your birthday instead of just maybe saving it in my phone. Dude, it'll be that meme of that like white blonde lady just thinking really deeply with the calculations of, behind uh, it. Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. Oh, that one where he's where he's at the casino. Um, you know what's up? I like to talk about movies that are super underrated and kind of unknown. Hey, I like to do the same thing. Would you like to talk about it in like a recorded medium and also maybe a video medium? Holy shit, is this a microphone in a studio around us? Guys, we've been doing improv for 20 years combined. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this is what you get, guys. So when you're out there paying money for your improv classes in Hollywood, this is, this is what you get. This is the filet mignon? Uh, of improv not the kind of filet i thought you were gonna end with what did you think i was gonna say this is the fellatio of improv oh oh, that's what you thought which ain't a bad analogy too it's fellatio is good fellatio mignon fellatio mignon imagine a blowjob and a steak at the same time yeah i'd be very confused i don't enjoy crossing beams like that i know i know and i don't want to go into why i know about this about you but you have some weird thing about eating then don't eat at a strip club dude I uh, yeah, thank you. I know. I've made that I've made and learned that mistake. This is why tables at the strip club where you eat at are facing the other way away from the strippers. Or just like why no one's eating at the stage. Like you you sit down thinking that's like the cool place to eat your steak, but it's like, "Oh, wait a minute. Nobody's eating their steak at the stage. Now I get it." Mm, I hear there are actually really good foods at you strip know? clubs, which is weird. Come fed already. No. Or that's What? What do you mean no? <laughs> no, you can't. You want them to stay as long as possible. And spend as much money as possible. And if, Even if that $2 means food? wings, if $2 endless buffalo wings is what's going to keep you Sounds in here, good, throwing ones at this woman who needs to finish her nursing school, then wow. by all means, I'm going to give you wow. unlimited wings. Nursing what? Uh, they're always finishing nursing school. <laughs> or they're trying to get their law degree. They're or studying they're psychology? No, 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 not that one. <laughs> not that, they're not too, that major. They're too broken to be studying psychology. Maybe they're studying psychology to figure out why they're broken. Honestly, bro. No. Honestly, bro, this has nothing to do with the episode. I do want to bring this fact up to you. I did look up prior to this episode how much a hitman does make in terms of salary. A low-level hitman can range from $5,000 to $15,000 per hit. High-level hitmen, which tend to be the ones glamorized in movies such as Hitman or Suicide Squad, tend to cost far more, $100,000 plus per contract. Um, It's a lot of money, man. So when I think of hitmen... I think of like Bond, James Bondy, kind of like assassins. Yeah. Kind of like in this movie. But I think in real life, most hitmen or like assassins are like Sicarios. Did you ever see that movie? No. Okay. That that has a really, at least the second one, has a really interesting like following of this kid who's being like groomed to be a murderer for the cartel. It's so weird. And I think modern assassins are like that. I don't think there's a lot of like spy versus spy, hush, hush, look at me. You don't think kind that exists anymore? I don't think if it ever did. Really? So you think that's just a fabricated... I think it's a movie thing. I think maybe there's nuggets. Every once in a while, you know, we may have sent a, you know, a guy to snipe a dictator from a mile away. But uh, I think the real world real world is far grittier and far simpler. Yeah. Uh, and, and lamer. Yeah, but then that wouldn't sell. No, James Bond sells. Now, James Bond does sell. That I think that is a good depiction of a hitman. 
Yeah. Um, well, assassin. Of an assassin. That's a good way to put it. Um, I think this movie <laughs> Puts definitely a way does different a good spin job. On it. Yeah, it's a good... Guys, watch this movie. Let's just tell the baddies what we watched. Uh, today, we watched Killing, Killing Gunther. Gunther. Uh, it is the directorial debut of one Tarn Killam. Yes. Killin? Killam. Uh, Taren Killam. Yes. Tarn. Tarn? Taren. How are, I think it's Taren. Ends with an N or an M? N. Tarn yeah. Killam. Taren Killam. Taren Killam. You're making it more and more ethnic. Ta-da. Which I don't know if Killan. he... I don't know his 23 and me. Uh, you know... Honestly, I don't either. Uh, he is a Saturday Night Live alum. Yeah. Um, very he funny comedian. Is actor. married to Robin Scherbatsky. Or in real life, her name's Kobe Smulders. Uh, whatever the hell you want to call um, her. And is this not only a back-to-back spy week, because last week we also did a spy film. Yes. Uh, or maybe this week we also did a spy film. Um, but also last week we did a Kobe Smulders film Yeah, as this well. is a lot of so, back-to-backs A lot of double-dipping here. Mm-hmm. We are saying, fuck germ transmission. We're double dipping. We're du- well, I'm gonna take a bite out of this breadstick and dip it back in the ranch. Because we're best friends, we double dip with each other and yeah. we share. Yeah, everything. I remember when COVID first came out. I'm Every- acting like COVID is like a <laughs> a new thing that hit the shops when COVID first came out. When it first hit the shelves, bro, we were <laughs> all it- about it. Yeah, uh, I I trusted you enough to actually shake your hand. We actually had hand sanitizer right here on this table, and we would it was just for show. It all the time. I never wear a mask because I think it's a joke, and honestly. I think I'm stronger for it. Damn, dude, you're gonna be bringing in a lot of heat with that comment. You know what? What is that? A candle flame? That's a flame going out. That's your career going out. Psst. Nah, bro. <laughs> From that outrageous comment. That's the sound of air coming in and out of my mouth because I'm not wearing a mask. That's the sound of air coming in and out of your asshole because it's loose from all the butt fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're trying to do more insults. I'm really enjoying this new, like, it's finally, it's only taken 100 episodes for you to start to it's bite gonna, back. No, I give you insults sometimes. It's just, I but have you never to did feel it, it out, dude. So, yeah, in front of people. Actually, I do it more in front of people than when it's just us two. I think that's the Which thing. Which means you're fake, bro. No. You're a fake bully. No. You should bully people 100% of the time. Instead of being a fake bully and only bullying people in front of other people. Stop. Just bully Stop. 100%, bro. We are we provide, given this platform, we hold some influence over those viewers that do enjoy our comedy. Our 10, our ten listeners? Our tens of thousands. I'm sorry, <laughs> yes, of our tens listeners. of thousands of baddies. Yes. And so what you say might actually have an effect. So please don't bully. And don't, don't. be a hitman either. Unless, unless the kid or, or if you're bullying somebody, um, you know, unless they really got it coming. Uh, we watched Killing Gunther, yes. and uh, it was a movie. Um, if it pleases the court, I'd like to represent the itty-bitty nitty-gritty for the people of Alejandro versus It Can't Be That Bad. Well, go right on ahead. Uh, we watched a movie called Killing Gunther. It was released in the grand year of 2017. It has a rating of R. Um, you know, uh, was do that you know, a pirate voice? Well, do you know what a pirate's favorite letter is? Ah. <sighs> Is it R? Most people think it is, but it's actually the C. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you only listening to this and not watching us on our YouTube channel. Yeah, check us out on YouTube so you can see why that joke's funny. We got full video episodes Don't out. explain to them. They have to go to YouTube to see why that joke's funny. Okay. Um, Killing Gunther has a runtime of one hour, 33 minutes, or 93 minutes, or 67 minutes before you actually see Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, <laughs> Wild. Because they like, heavily sell that Arnold Schwarzenegger's in this film, and he's in maybe 40 minutes of it. You know, but I don't feel gypped. I no. don't feel ripped off. I think it's part Incredible. of the joke. Great, great Part film. of the joke. It has a rating of 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. How? It has a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is, I think, very interesting that they line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a 53% on Metacritic. I'm, I'm sorry, Metacritic. I'm learning French. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and Christian, would you like to guess? Holy shit. Wow, I thought my eyes were going bad. Would you like to guess the percentage of Google users? I'm actually really shocked. Um, 73%. 64%. Fuck is this you! The, is this the lowest rated Google film that we've ever done? No. Um, we did. I think it is. Literally, um, hey, let me speak. Literally right before Aaron, the film that we did last uh, week had a 53%, you know, I'm, which blows my mind as well. I don't mean to uh, distract, and I won't do it anymore, but uh, I'm eating here. I'm eating Ritz crackers and, and drinking a little bit of booze here, and the saltiness of the crackers and the sharpness of the booze are making a very painful experience in my mouth. Yeah, it doesn't um, look fun, dude. The but fact, you know what? I'm anyone eating this. crackers during a podcast? I'm, I'm doing it quietly. You're doing it quietly, but now I'm that- I'm doing it in a good way. It makes you so thirsty. No, I'm good. 
What? I, I'm like moisturized from How it, much actually. saliva do you produce? I actually, as a baby, disgusting. I used to have to change bibs constantly. <laughs> My parents had to like pack five bibs if we went out because I would just drool. Alex is drooling again. Just soak through them, bro. Wow. They would have to make you sleep on your side or else you'd just choke on your own spit. <laughs> they put a funnel and they would just like, you know. Uh, anyways, uh, synopsis coming at you here. Right at you. Um, oh, spoilers a little bit already in the synopsis. Damn, really? Yeah. Robert Gunther Benedict is a renowned is renowned as the world's greatest hitman. A group of self-obsessed assassins team up to take Gunther out, determined to claim the title for themselves. Uh, directed, written, and starring Taran Killen. It ends with an M, bro. Taran Killen. Oh, I thought you were talking about his first name. Uh, of course. Cover, Taran Killen. Cover your ass now, bro. You no, dude. Cover it up. Oh, Play it you back. You can never... You can never just like admit Otis, that you're wrong, bro. You can never shut up. Go back to sleep. You can never just admit that you're wrong. Uh, starring <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Fun fact at you, number one: Arnold Schwarzenegger took up twenty percent of the budget of this film. Oh, holy <laughs> shit! He took all of Tarn Killam's money. He took twenty percent of the fucking money. Um, Tarn Killam is the second build. Rough, bro. Talk about a rough break being second build in your own film, but also you know paying twenty twenty percent for uh, for the governor. It's starring his beautiful wife, Kobe Smolders, Ugh. his beautiful best friend, Bobby Moynihan. Oh. I don't know if they're best friends, but I'd like to think that they are. I really hope they hang out outside of God, I hope they doing do. work, yeah. Uh, Hannah Simone. Uh, other known as uh, Cece from New Girl. Uh, and uh, Paul Bretain. He plays Gabe. Gabe, I thought, was actually really underratedly funny. He's, he's funny. <laughs> Definitely funny. Um, Aaron Yo plays a, a gentleman named Young. Who is the Asian guy from, what did we see that he was from? He was in 21. He was also in Disturbia. In Disturbia, the Asian best friend in Disturbia. And then Ryan Gall as well. Ryan Gall, a fantastic improviser. Um, yeah. Plays a Russian hitman. Super funny. Hilarious, um, which is French for hilarious. No, you're for all of our French listeners out there, if there are any... I'm sorry for Alejandro's despicable rendition of the French Bro, language. Despicable? Dude. Yes. What are you looking at? Trying to find how much money this movie made. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be doing this research before I hit record, dude? Oh, you think I do research for this shit? <laughs> at least at least look just the Wikipedia or, or the Google search. Honestly, if I have you fooled on that, I wonder how these dumb idiots must think I'm a genius. <laughs> Zero, dude. <laughs> Especially with the syntax of that last sentence. Yeah, man. You know what? How about we just make up numbers? I think it made a bajillion dollars. I think it made three. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. Somewhere between that. We're right. Let's just jump right into this pool, deep end style. Yes. Um, my favorite character is Tarn Killam. <laughs> he is playing the the best. Like his. He's so okay. funny. Take the gloves off. Okay. This is one of the funniest spy parodies i've ever seen in my life and for it to have been his directorial debut yeah um fantastic dude and like knocks it, it out of the park i don't understand it's it's not even like stupid silly like where mcgruber or uh you know a lot of those like snl alum movies can become super campy and very like yeah joe dirt kind of gets that way where it's just like it's dumb for the sake of being dumb mm -hmm. this film is so fucking Funny, like actually funny. It's basically an hour and a half long sketch done well. Oh, because they, in the <laughs> science of comedy, they do it right. They they're always ra raising the odds. Yes, they are always uh, raising the stakes. I'm sorry, um, and they're they're doubling down on anything that is just crazy, wacky, and unusual, but in such a tasteful way. Every single character in here has their own game, has their own uh, niche, and has their own little quirk, and they do it well. Nothing feels campy. Nothing feels cheesy. Everything is just well executed, dude. It is. It's it's And it's also kind of... Um, I had an opportunity to finish the movie with you, right? I had seen the movie yes. already. And I, when I came in, you were finishing the last maybe 20 minutes of the film. Yeah. Um, and it was fun because there is a, quite a bit of twists and turn in the film. So it was fun for me to watch somebody not knowing what the end was going to be, be shocked by some of the things that I already knew. Because it is also, on top of being a you silly sketch. You were seeing my sketch, reaction, yeah. A very well-crafted spy thriller. Like, yeah. you, you are kind of questioning what you've seen and what's happening and, like, who the people are you're questioning like the loyalty of the group a lot of times i thought uh S sonia 
was uh, a, was working with Gunther the whole time. Yeah, Hannah Simone. I kept thinking she was. Wow, a, a that's double a agent. that's an outlandish thought. I never thought that once, but really? okay, yeah, that's, because that's interesting was, because she was always like a little bit late. She was always she had um, she had time with Gunther when nobody else did, and then they just had to take her word for it uh, mm-hmm. at least two different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, except, and then the second time they had she was like, oh, I shot him, and then they had video of it. That's right. Okay, that was a little suspicious. That was the second time she had alone time with with Gunther, who we thought was Gunther. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know that was Gunther, but. Uh, yeah, so on top of being very funny and very wittily uh, comedic, it's also a, a very well done like thriller kind of suspensey yeah. spy assassin film. Like it's it's good. It's really it's I don't know if I can say that it's good, um, but no, I'd like to say that it's great. good. Great, good. Saying that it's good is definitely an understatement. There are so many different flavors in this yeah, comedy. Vanilla, dude. Strawberry. Yeah, uh, Neapolitan. Um, That's which my favorite. is inclusive of everything that you just said. Um, it's a mockumentary as well. Oh man! And in, such a good job at making it a mockumentary. This is gonna. I'm gonna nerd out for a second here, and it's not gonna be about James Bond. It's gonna be about how this film kept the joke through all of it. This is a documentary, and we never see anything that's not part of the documentary. Yes. Like a lot of times, mockumentaries or The Office or something that's showing this will eventually break away from the documentary of it and show the movie of it. Eventually they just kind of break that fourth wall and and now it's a movie again. Mm -hmm. This movie is only seen through the lens of these documentarians film. Yes. And it is such a perfect joke. At one point there's a fight scene and the cameras fall and the cameras just happen to fall in like, of course the right spots that they can capture the stuff, but then they keep hitting the camera so that they keep continuing the shot. So the fight moves and the cameras move. It's so Brilliant. Yeah. I don't know if that was Tarnkilm or if that was a director of photography who had those ideas, but But someone did it oh right. Oh my someone did it right. Every aspect of this film is done perfectly. Dude, and every actor is acting up a storm. Bobby Moynihan is one of my favorite Right he, from the beginning. He's all he's always been one of my favorite SNL alum. Mm-hmm. He's always been one of my favorite, like uh he had a show for a very short time. Really? What his own show? Yeah, it was only it was only it like a sketch show. It only yeah, ran for one up. season. It was like a sitcom, um, and it was like oh, I'm sad that they didn't place continue in three timelines, where me, myself, and I, and it was about Bobby Moynihan's life uh, as a single father who raises a daughter. Uh, that's happening now, and then it has flashbacks of him as a kid growing up, how he became an adult. And Is then, this actually based on his life too? No, it's just a sitcom. Okay, okay. And then it has a future version of how who who he became. So it's me, myself, That's and I. It's the three versions. And the the show, I think, was setting up this idea of, like, we're going to follow these three storylines and figure out how they meet. Because, like, when we see present-day Bobby, mm-hmm. he is, uh, like, just gone through a divorce and just got custody of his kid and, like, trying to figure out how to, like, keep his business afloat and be a, an adult. And then, like, when we flash back to a kid, we see, like, why he's kind of, like, fucked up and an idiot and, like, how his childhood reflected that. And then... When we see in the future, we see that him like being like retired and trying to like finally discover himself again because he like gave so much of himself to raise his daughter. It's, I thought it was such a smart, witty. That's show. actually smart. One season. That's it's it blows my mind how many shows out there come to fruition only for one season. Uh, something that um, and I'll stay on this briefly, but something that I just found on Hulu and just binged uh, half of the season of was uh, the Comedians, which is uh, which stars Josh Gad and Billy Crystal, and they star themselves, dude. Yeah, it's them like that was an FX thing. It was an FX. That thing. was really funny. Yes, and it's so funny. And I stopped watching because I was like, I wonder how many seasons uh, exist. One, only one. And so I wanted to save myself from the heartbreak of like uh like seeing the season finale and whatever I, cliffhanger they I make i don't i think they wrap it up i'm pretty sure they they, in, they intended that for only being a one maybe i'll thing. just finish it you should because i also think that was the last time billy crystal was funny wow really yeah ever i don't since, know what he did after that ever since then he just like he just like just talks about baseball or complains about millennials and like i'm just tired of that's not that's his thing though complaining about millennials like no it's, no that's not his thing is like complaining and being funny and like pointing out the oddities and being like the smart jew guy mm-hmm. now his thing is just like it, it, he's you know i i, I don't, don't mean to hate on these classic comedians who are yeah. the reason why i like comedy but him and jerry seinfeld and even i think eddie murphy are kind of out of touch they're not gonna be able to make jokes I, i'm really hoping when eddie murphy makes his return to comedy it's going to be very very good i i know it will be because he's eddie murphy he's but, a genius uh, dude yeah but it, it's not gonna be it's got to be very different from what he's done in the past like it can't be 
Just like Seinfeld's new special on Netflix is nothing like any of his other specials. Yeah, did you like that? No, because I don't think he's funny By anymore. any means. He, it, he's, it do, he's doing very too many different. gymnastics. He's, he's running physical, around on the way stage. Way more physical. That's not Seinfeld. I didn't think it was funny. Like It, it seems like somebody was doing a Seinfeld impression with new jokes. I haven't seen the, the new Chappelle thing, but I know that's not... It's oh the that's 8, not slated. Yeah, it's not slated oh, as a stand-up special. All. It's it's more very suppo- poignant, informative. Yes, yeah, very exactly. And like he has some very great points. But and and Chappelle, you know what? Not a political podcast. Yes, I'm just gonna well, I'm just gonna let's nip shelf it, it in the butt. Yep. This is about um, killing Gunther. This is about uh, assassins who blow shit up. We got really distracted way deep because I was talking about Bobby Moynihan. Yes. Bobby Moynihan plays a character. He plays a demolitions expert in this film. And it's what well, his introduction is hilarious. He just looks like this fisherman. Yeah. And he He's talks like, to um, you. Why, he, wide mouth bass are actually a predator. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What, Bobby Moynihan? And he's talking about how he first became, when he first found his love for killing people. Yes. He worked in a mine. Like, he, he was he, a demolitions expert in he, a, for a mine. He accidentally, well, accidentally, had, you know, hair quotes, um, blows up his boss. But then he sees. Who he hated. And then he says, like, after, and then after I did that, I thought to myself, yeah, I could do that for a living. Just yeah. blow people up. I thought about falling in love before, but I don't know if I could do it. I love killing people too much. Bobby knocks it out of the park, actually. Yes, um, every single character does. Hannah. Hannah Simone. Plays a character named Sanya. Sanya. Sana. San- Sana'a. I don't know how it is. Bless you. Um, and she plays the daughter of like one of the worst assassins in the world. Yes. And it's funny because when we're introduced to her, she's doing like an assassination. And her dad comes out wearing a shirt that says like Sanya's number one fan. Yeah. And he's like, did you see that shot? Did, did you, you see, see that? that? That's, That's my daughter. That, I did that. Oh, That's- I love you so much. Dude, acting up a storm, being so funny, man. That is such a well-executed role. The the father-daughter connection that they have is very funny, especially because he's very protective of her, too. Dude, that's the comedy of it. It's just the the unusual uh, collision of two different ideas, of the very proud father that we all know. And even her being like, uh, I didn't, like, I'm good at being an assassin. Like, I don't need to go off my father's name. Like, she has that chip on her shoulder that mm-hmm. it, it's, it's... That her father's a well-renowned assassin, and she wants to just create her own path as yes. her own assassin. Perfectly rounded. So funny. Um, there's some dude that has a bionic arm oh my god the bionic arm is one of the funny so they're like uh what is his name real quick i just want to find yeah look it up real quick but it's such a ramat no ramat's the dad ramat's the uh hannah simone's dad Azat Crusher. That guy, Azat Crusher. Bukhari. And like uh, when they're like, we got Azat. And like, we got Azat? Yeah, we got Azat. And they then they like go find him. so excited. They're like, yeah, we're at an undisclosed location because, you know, this is where you meet up with assassins. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he shows up, he's like, what the fuck is this camera crew? What the fuck is with this camera crew? He has crew? like a pistol pointed at like, them. It's cool. They're with us. They're with us. He has this bionic arm that when it loses battery power, closes his fist <laughs> at immense force dude <laughs> constantly he's like crushing bottles and destroying them. and then he's like does anybody have an android or google phone charger and they're like i have an iphone charger he's like nah it's not the same yeah hannah simone was like i have a, an iphone 6 charger nope that doesn't work my favorite joke of that is when they're at an arms dealer and he's like he's standing next to a plug charging his arm and he goes uh yeah this place is actually pretty cool they got really nice stuff he's like uh i uh crushed this glock which is actually kind of a shame because uh, he's got to break it to buy it policy. So. <laughs> yeah, the handle of the Glock is just destroyed. <laughs> so fucking funny. Um, sadly, are we going to spoil any of this? I mean, it came out 2017. It's uh, on Netflix. You should watch it. And, check it out. And uh, we'll give you guys 10 seconds right now to pause this. And we're going we're gonna to just give you a second. Yeah. Or two. 10 seconds is what yeah. you said. <laughs> That's weird that you said, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Uh, yeah, we're going to give you a second or two. You you cut out eight seconds, dude. You get eight seconds. Let's um, just say, spoiler alert from here on look, out. Look, if you're back by now, you should have seen the film. Yes. How about that? There you go. Yeah, you had all that time to go watch the film and pause this. It's a podcast, guys. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, this, um, these voices are immortalized You own your these voices. Mm, I don't like the way you said that. You do not own these voices. You, you own do not voice. own me. I am my own person. You don't own me. You don't know. No, that's not even the, the song. You don't know me, right? <laughs> not unless you're singing the g Easy version. I, I don't know the g Easy version. Bro, because you don't like culture. Um, uh, G, I know I know who g is. He's like the whitest rapper ever. So a white rapper from Oak, from Berkeley. Yeah, yeah from Burke. Berkeley, dude. Um, anyways, you're trying to talk about this movie. Yeah, um, this movie... Uh, 
I want to talk about each and every single character. Um, there's an Asian dude who is a poisons expert. So he has a best friend that is a snake, which Gunther kills. And that's his. That's why he hates Gunther. Yeah. And so he has this vendetta out for him. And when he's talking to the document, the documentarians, the cameraman. Yeah. The cameraman. I'd say that. He's like, uh, my best friend was a snake. And they're like, oh, like he lied to you. Or he turned on you. And he's like, no, no. And he was an actual a snake. A literal snake. That's where I get my venom. <laughs> Gunther killed him. And it, it cuts to this picture of a snake that is like tied into a knot. <laughs> and he's just dead on the floor. <laughs> and also, so what this guy does, instead of holding a gun, he walks around. Throws poison at you. He has vials of po- poison that he holds like a knife right next to his like neck. And... But also another funny quirk about this Asian dude is that he cannot stand the sight of blood. He throws up, even even talking about it. Yeah, he, he can't he's even like say the word. Uh, I, when we're first introduced to him, he like runs around the corner and Tony comes like, whoa, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's us, it's us, it's us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, whoa, man, this is poison. I almost threw this in your face. And he's like, I'm glad you did. And he's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> Who throws poison? Because it's already in a vial, so the vial has to shatter in someone's it's face. It's so vile. For at- <laughs> thank you, thank you. 20, uh, years of, 20 years of improv. 20 years of improv, and this is what you get. Um, he also, very much like how uh, a guy with a trench coat in a alleyway selling you bootleg stuff <laughs> opens up his trench coat and has a bunch of uh, random shit in, on the inside, that's where he keeps his poison. I always think that guy is there to flash somebody. Yeah, that the trench that coat also. guy. Yeah, either people in trench coats, they either sell you bootleg stuff or they're going to flash you. Or so, kill you. One of the three. So pick your poison. You ever, no, I'm not going to distract anymore. Um, my other <laughs> favorite character is Tarn Kellum's like kind of gay mentor. Ashley? No. <laughs> no, the, the like partner that like gets shot in the head. Oh, Max. Yeah, they so kind of had some homoerotic. They, they have like a look, right? Yes. They have like a look where they like laugh and like kind of like touch each other's suit for a second. Yeah. And then it cuts to him giving a speech. And, I, and when I first saw that, I thought it was one of the funniest things. Just the fact that. It's so subtle, dude. Oh, because man. these two, uh, Taryn Killam and this Max character, they, they were partners in the past. Uh, they did hits together. And uh, he joins him. Uh, Max joins Taryn Killam's team for a, a brief second. And they have this like little back and forth. Uh, and I, I forget what they say verbatim. He goes, he says something along the lines of, um, oh, I'm doing this for my dignity or something like that. He's like, oh, is that what you call your penis? Or is that what you call your virginity now or something like that? That's right. He's like, no, it's like if, if I had it, you'd want to take it. And he's like, no, I wouldn't want to take it. And then they're yeah, like and it's laughing. Kind of they're kind of like, super <laughs> weird. And like linger. They just like, they just have a. There's <laughs> tension there. There is sexual lingering tension there. <laughs> oh, my God. Because you don't say that to your best friend. Oh, if that was your virginity, I bet you'd want to take it. Don't ever say that to me. Okay. Eat your fucking crackers, dude. Um, who that sounds else like an insult. There? Eat your fucking crackers, dude? Mm-hmm. It was really meant to be an insult. That's First why. of all, don't touch me. <laughs> I'm not even touching you, man. First, I just learned that that's the best way to like... You know, everyone's talking about de-escalation right now. Yeah. The best way to escalate it is to just say, first of all, don't touch me. Dude, I want to do that with my next, like, one-on-one conversation with my supervisor. Oh, man. First of all, don't touch me. For, like, that, it's not good. It's just a way to start fights, bro. It's like it's, yeah. good. it's an escalation. Do you have any questions regarding this uh, presentation, Christian? Oh, man. First of all, don't touch me. First of all, don't. Th- I've done that. I've said that before, like... I, that doesn't surprise me, man. <laughs> for you to to escalate a situation. Don't touch me. <laughs> um, you gotta you gotta get your hands off me, Otis. Stop, Otis. Stop touching me. Lower. Um, um what other characters are there? I know we're missing a, a few. Oh, the the Russian siblings. The Russian twins are funny enough. I think they were hilarious. I wish they had either a bigger role or were silent. That is my only complaint is that they didn't have a big enough. Yeah, role. if if their role was a little bit bigger, a little more fleshed out. Uh, it would have been, I think, a little bit funnier. But I think it was or not fleshed out, but just a more screen time. I think it was a smart decision f- to give them that much uh, screen time because there were so many characters that it could have turned into like a Suicide Squad type and, of thing. And it, it, exactly, I was just gonna say, and they ha- there has to be enough of a connection of us and them for their uh, special moment to mm-hmm. be, you know, jarring for. Oh, we already said they have to see it by now. When yeah, they die, yeah. Uh, when we find out that they're dead, um, and that's actually really funny when they died. 
And then even in the callback to it later on, when mm-hmm. Gunther is like, uh, this is so gross, huh? Yeah, so basically what happens, uh, yeah, you guys have seen it. this. Yeah, you um, saw how they die. I like this. We should always make them watch the film. Zero exposition. <laughs> Remember when this, Remember part, this part happened? Remember the part with the duck? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, end podcast. <laughs> we have Why aren't we famous? 15-minute podcasts. Um, yeah, uh, what's up? Ashley. Ashley, who is the mentor of Taron Killam. And he, he looks up to He's him so much. He's also a secret weapon. Their secret weapon. Taron Killam thinks that he could confidently take out Gunther just because he has Ashley. And he's just this super old guy. And he even cuts to a uh, Three a times. Uh, yes. He gets a heart attack three times in this film. What I was going to say is that he even cuts to him doing a hit. <laughs> and it's just like... Him slashing some dude and telling so a girl slow. to run away to, his, so to her family. Slow. Yeah. My um, favorite part is when they pick him up from the hospital the first time and they're like, um, who's the, what's the kid's name? Gabe. Yeah. Gabe, they're like, uh, Gabe's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so excited to meet Ashley. And they're like, you don't even know Ashley. Yeah. And then they all come in and they're like, sir, it's an honor to meet you. And he's like, who the fuck is this guy? And they're like, oh, that's Gabe. He drove. It's fine. He's, he's fine. Dude, Gabe is, like you said, very bag. underrated. He is the punching bag of the his, entire team. His costume when he goes on the airplane and gets up, when they fly to Miami. Yes. Uh, is it Miami? Yeah, because remember, okay, my other favorite joke was when they're sitting on the bench and then the skater goes by and like switches the bag real quick. Oh, and Tony comes like, do not film him. Do not film him. Because he has so many weird rules. Oh my God. Tarn Killam's like, when, when the character breaks and has this moment of like, no, you need to film everything. Like, you need to constantly be filming me. And, and like, mm-hmm. those are the my favorite moments. Because then, like, because then it cuts back to him being like, uh, vamos a Miami. <laughs> Dude, if you, he goes through so many different stages. He's His so character. Brilliant. Tarn Killam is so brilliant in right this film. in the beginning he is smooth as hell right he he's he's smoking his, he takes out a cigarette Gold from the cigarette case. cigarette case he has a nice suit on his legs are crossed and he's talking to the camera like he's the he's the dopest hitman out right by the end of the film this fool is batshit crazy he goes through emotional ups and downs the way he's broken the end this film ends with him broken really literally Broken. Do you remember Matt Hardy pieces. from WWE? Yes. When he was on a, um, I believe it was TNT, their wrestling show, he had broken Matt Hardy, where he was just like a broken character version of Matt Hardy, where he was like, everybody's fucking crazy, bro. That's mm-hmm. what happened to Tyron Kilm. This was broken. This was broken. He was a Blake. broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, he. And I, I like. I think the movie got more interesting for me when they kind of fleshed out his character even more when the the camera guy, I think Nate is his name, he says, are you sure this ha- does this have anything to do with your ex-girlfriend, with oh Lisa? And he's like, Lisa? Who? who? I've, what, what was her name again? I don't, I don't know. That. And then they cut to Kobe Smolders and she's like, yeah, yeah, I knew Blake. We dated for a while, but it just wasn't right. And I just couldn't compete with his ambition. And then they play the, the phone message. Yeah. And he's like, uh, that doesn't even... That doesn't even really sound like me. And then the message's like, it's me, Blake. And he's like, okay, so me and this person have- It's him cry screaming. He's like, so me and this person have the same name. Whatever. What a coincidence. He's like, it's me, Blake so-and-so. And And he's like- His last name. uh, He's like, yeah. Okay, fine. Whatever. That doesn't even sound like me. (laughs) And then uh, he cuts immediately and he says, wait, did you go see her? And he was immediately uh, concerned about how how she was doing, her well-being. Um, Kobe Smolders does a great job in this too. Yes. She doesn't appear too much, but she was just, just enough, just enough. She I was, was surprised to see her in it actually, but I'm glad she was there. Um, I will confidently say that she and the cameramen are the only, they're, they're the straight men of the movie. Everyone else is wacky. Everyone Agreed. else is unusual. Agreed. They provide the, the contrast and the juxtaposition for Jux. this to actually I don't think you're pop. supposed to pronounce the X in that word. Just the position. Just the position. Just the position. I don't think. Just there's, a, there's really. Yeah. The Let's a, look at this. X's are usually not pronounced with like a hard verbiage. Ah, fuck it. I don't want to search it up. Just well, in, it's because I'm right. Yeah. Hey, no, I've I've caught you saying some words wrong for sure. Do you want Please. me to say them out now, right right now? Which word do I say wrong? Conversate. Conversate. Yes. That's a word. Converse is the word, my friend. What? Conversate is not the word. Conversate is a word. No. 
converse is the word for conversation. That is a, that is a different. Yeah, that that's the action of. Mm-mm. Converse is the proper word. Conversate is a word. It's a it's a past tense action. I know what you're saying, and we could look this up, but I'd rather not get into this during I, I, the middle of the episode. We, we well now we're gonna have to. We've just spend argued at least a, before. We're gonna have to just spend a couple minutes Do on it you because conversate is a word. When you said Odysseus and who who's the other person? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Odysseus is not the same person as fuck, dude. We were talking about this. Hercules. He's no, definitely not the same person as Hercules, and if you think they're the same, then <laughs> this conversation can end now. Killing Gunther, I think, was a very funny film I'll because look it up later. You know what? Don't worry about it. Killing Gunther is a really interesting film to me because it's a great way for us to see all of these characters doing something that, like, I don't know. I never thought I'd see Tarkin Killing behind a gun, and like, he kind of makes it work. Yeah, it's so different. Like, this came out of nowhere. Like, I remember when I first saw this movie come out. I remember the poster with Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie." And then when you told me. Oh, we should do this movie. Uh, it's uh, Taron Killam's first movie ever. Yeah, and I was like so fucking surprised and executed very well. Uh, worth every penny, I think. What's funny is that they were just so bad at their jobs. Like, abs- when the when so Bobby Moynihan is a demolitions expert, and his job was to blow uh, up Gunther's car. Exactly, and every. Other car, except for Gunther's car, blows up. But because Gunther rigged those other cars. Yeah. Though. Yeah. No, and I think that's the funny part of it. When we have the breakdown of everything that happened in the film from Gunther's point of view, the first time I watched it, I was like out of breath laughing. Mm-hmm. When he like breaks down all the things that we've seen, he's like, oh my God, I didn't even, he got hit in the fucking neck. I didn't even mean for that to happen. Like mm-hmm. his, his co- commentating, his conversating of it. <laughs> Stop, dude. Go on with the movie. We'll have a talk later. We'll conversate about it later. Stop. Stop it. You stop. Um, uh, it's the best. <laughs> you Can don't you, even uh, know what you said. You got caught up in the whole conversate <laughs> type thing. Look, I got distracted with a different conversate that we were having. So, do I what? what I'm gonna just going to make that my the word. Anytime I have to say conversation, I'm just going to say conversate. Um, I was watching this YouTube video where the guy makes up a word and he just commits hard to it. The word is profitate. Was that Brian Callen? No. It sounds like a Brian Callen word. No, no, it doesn't. Is the, the Yes, it does. Don't defend him because that, is, that sounds like a Brian Callen word. Does Brian Callen make up words like that? Smart people make up words, bro. Oh, really? It's a sign of higher intelligence. You- and I, we don't have to get into this, but we do have to ask you who your best person on set award was. Dude. Okay, it's going to go to both Taron Killam and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, Arnold only gets 20% of it. <laughs> if only. Tar- if you give the award to Taron Killam, then Arnold Schwarzenegger automatically gets 20% of it. So Yeah, because that's what happened with this fucking movie. Because I have to give credit to Arnold because the movie... Is so silly. It got so... Like, it was already great, but it got so much better once he came into the picture. Like, you wait an hour and seven minutes for uh, the governor to come in. And it was a well worth it wait, um, because he's so fucking silly. He has, uh, he's wearing. At one point, Arnold Schwarzenegger is wearing a blazer that is, uh, what? There's, it's a patterned blazer, and I'm pretty sure it's like sunflowers on it. It's very vibrant, and it's just so silly. And it doesn't match Arnold, but it matches his character. I love hearing Arnold Schwarzenegger speak German. Yes. I could listen to him speak German for the rest of my nine, life. Nine, nine, nine. Just him like talking about the tomatoes and stuff like yes. that. Like, but conversating. Not. I don't. I could care less about him shouting no, no, no. Uh-huh. I want to hear him like just have like a like buying groceries. I want to hear how that conversation goes when he goes to the butcher. Yes, I'm curious. I'm cu- because Actually, I think he's vegan now. But him speaking any other language other than his own, it's so funny. Dude. He also does speak. I think three or four languages though. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, like, trilingual or some shit like that. Those Europeans, bro. Um, but with uh, – there was a scene where he was uh, – what does he do? He coaches a girls' soccer team at the no, very end. No, a girls' field hockey team. Field hockey. That's what it was. So specific. Like, so, some of the jokes that Tarn Kiln put in uh, are very his joke. Like, you can tell it's very, like, his – idea mm-hmm. one of those being like the water fountain gag when gabe's drinking water fountain in the hospital so good and he's like do you have to do that right now he's like just get away get away from the water fountain because it was so loud 
that one the the girls soccer team or uh, field hockey team i think is a very like clear, thing. clear joke and then um fuck what was the third one i had a third one. Oh, the recurring of ashley like every time they go to get ashley out of the hospital until finally ashley dies it's that was like, a good game that was a great bit like of course we were waiting for ashley to just die it was more or, of like, or not or come back and like but even at ashley's burial gunther is so good he is getting people even at their funerals. When Gunther fakes the girl that Tarn Killam hooks up with. Yes. And we when we find out that that's him and he's like. Let's talk about that real quick because he. He what, does like some Mission Impossible style masks that yes. somehow also changes bo- Arnold Schwarzenegger's body from Arnold Schwarzenegger to like a small petite blonde girl. Mm-hmm. And like it's so funny because the girl's like, uh, he's a horrible kisser. Yes. So <laughs> fucking funny. It does like a, just a quick. A uh, camera shift where it shows uh, this blonde girl in bed with Taron Killam, uh, and then it, it uh, she gets up and it's uh, it so, f- stays focused on him, and then it shifts back to him, and he's holding this blonde girl's mask, but he's huge, and he's in like lingerie or some he's shit. He's wearing the dress, her black dress. That's what it was, and it's just this big burly and, and man in a black dress. He has about three or four different outfits like really good costumes mm-hmm. and then in the mid credits like post credits scene his costume is garbage it's just like him in a fake beard <laughs> fake beard with glasses and a wig he doesn't it's die still clearly arnold schwarzenegger it's so usually stuff like that it could come off as so hack, hack. or just super cheesy or it's just too over the top right but with this let's let's break down gunther real quick gunther break it down now he is i'm not gonna wrap this that would be so difficult please try Please try describing Gunther in rap. Okay. You can't go that fast, though. There we go. That's some baby making uh, BPM. All right. Gunther. Gunther. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Gunther. He's going to come and kill your fucking mother. He got guns and he got them Uzis. Super freaking buff. Yeah, Arnold, he got some boobies. When he shoots you in the head, you know he's rich and he got hella bread. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger comes from the dead. And you know what he said instead of... I, I can't do it, dude. Yeah, he also didn't have an Uzi head attack nine. That's what it was. Hey, man, under the you're pressure getting better, of a... You're getting better at guns, though. You're, you you are. I think by watching a lot of these films, you're starting to know guns. Yeah, I remember uh, you had to teach me a lot about uh, guns when we would play some video games. You're just like, I like this one because it sounds nice. You have the 5.56 ammo? What? The 5.56 ammo? No. Why do you sound like a oh, no? <laughs> Why do you sound like someone who's about to choke on saltine crackers? <laughs> That's disgusting, man. I'm Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best Seth Rogen impersonation. <laughs> you know he hates it when people impersonate his laugh. He's just like well, I'm known for other things other than my laugh. Yeah, and I love all of those things. But you know what else? What? I love his laugh. I do love his laugh. It's out of love if we were to make fun of that laugh. I wish I could love his laugh. Do people ever try to impersonate your laugh? Do you get mad when people try to impersonate you? No. And there's only been one that was, like, really good mm-hmm. to the point where, like, you know, like, when it's so good that, like, even you laugh and you're like, oh, shit, like, I do do that. I love it. Nick Lowe <laughs> used to do a, like, spot-on impression of me. Your cadence, inflection, When we used to work together, and uh, that's the only person I've ever known to do a really, like, spot-on impersonation of me. Mm-hmm. We'll have to ask her, uh, ask her to do it. It's not sometime. the same anymore because because I'm a different person now. Oh, really? I reinvented myself because I went through a pandemic scare. 2018 Alex is different than 2020 Alex. His penis is at least six inches longer or six inches shorter. That's... <laughs> see, this is why sometimes I can't insult you. No, no, no. I, w- I want to see how far you're going to. Because you just blink go. super fast. You grin. And I can't read you. Just let it, just let it happen. Not nah, let it be organic. Do you have a B pause? Mm. Who's your best person on set award? No, no, no. I've made you hate this film. I hate you, not the film. I love this film and everything about it, but I despise you and your look and your smell. Guys, this is our very last ICBTB <laughs> episode. I'll be looking for a new co-host. He'll be looking through a grave. That's what he'll be looking at. I'm gonna fucking murder you. I'm gonna look through a grave. Put a little window. 
little window in there so I can look down at you and show you all the success I'm having. Hey, Mom, how come this grave has a window through it? <laughs> Why is he alive? <laughs> Why can't I see this live man through Whoa. the ground? Oh, man. My best person on set award actually is um, Bobby Winehand. That's a good. I was thinking about giving it to him at the very beginning, but I just can't. He's he's good, but Taron Killam having. Well, I'm not gonna do the same thing as you do because you know. Oh, you don't like copying me? Well, we've conversated about it in the past, and it's just you're making not... me angry, dude. Oh, weird. Kind of like if I were to insult your physical appearance, you salty bitch. What? You always insult my physical I appearance. I never have. Uh, when? This body can never satisfy you. You said that sounds so weird. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Christian. Christian. What? You always satisfy me. No, I thank hey, you, but hey, no. Your body. Don't touch me. Your body. First of all, don't touch me. satisfy me, Christian. Stop. Don't graze you know my thigh like that. You know that. why? Why? Because we're life partners. We're not life partners, dude. Really? Because we have it on one of the episodes you agreeing that we're life partners. No, and then platonic the very next life one, partners. The very next one, suddenly you start throwing this P word around. Platonic. Yeah, that's the one. Platonic. And you say that wrong, too. Platonic. You say plutonic. Plutonic. It's You keep saying plutonic like it's a derivative of the planet Pluto, which is not a planet anymore. Um, it is a planet, actually. Oh, it yeah. looks like we're finding out so <laughs> many differences in it's, our opinions. It's now a planet again. It's not, Did they not, bring not it opinion. back? Yes, it's not an opinion. That's a scientific fact. It's now a planet again. It's a dwarf planet. Isn't that like an episode on Rick and Morty where uh, uh, you know, Jerry's honestly, like, it's a planet. Planet, 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 planet. <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, Sarlacc Pit, this is the thing. You are a gorgeous woman, and you should just embrace... Stop. I'm not a woman. I am men. <laughs> are you? Yes, what? Or are you mad? I'm a madman. <laughs> Don Draper, or are you Rod Sterling? Or... I'm John Hamm from Mad Men. I think... This has gone off the rails. How far off the rails we are is a sign that we should probably end the episode soon. I give this a five out of five. I give this a six out of five. Stop doing that. I'm going to stay within the spectrum from now on because when you say it's a, when we start going out of the spectrum of like five out of five, it like makes it, there's no point having a spectrum. I don't know what to put for like our, you know, uh, for our rankings anymore. So I just been putting, it can be that great. Which doesn't even exist in our spectrum. Uh, yeah, I give it a. I guess I give it a five. We give can it a six out of five, dude. Stop. All right. Um, baddies. Baddies. Please, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you have not already, or if you have already, find someone else's iPhone, take it. Yeah, when you like go to like the Sprint store or Verizon, and they have all those iPhones out, just like open up the podcast app and download all of our episodes and give us five stars and mm -hmm. write us a review. Because honestly, you're waiting in line for a couple hours anyways. I've done it at yeah. least four different Sprint stores. Yeah. You did it at a T-Mobile store. You don't even have T-Mobile. Uh, you know, it's just like, I call it guerrilla tactics. Yes, guerrilla It's guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing. Get, Boots on the ground. Get any kind of smart device that Sand you can. Sand in your toes. Sand in your toes. <laughs> That's right. Get a phone when you're chilling on the beach. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Let's just yep. end it. Goodbye. I was to, okay. Bye. Um, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, they know what to do. Follow us on that. You know what to do. Bye. Bye-bye. Can't be that bad. Bloop. Oh, it can't bloop, be bloop. that bad. Can't be that bad. Oh, it 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 can't be that bad.